Welcome into the Pokes Report Podcast. Zach Lancaster here alongside Brian Murphy. Hi. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has. I have breaking news. Uh, Me too. I have breaking-ish news from last night. It's a it's a good it's good news. Nolan McLean mm. starting pitcher. Yeah. Robert, so Robert calls me ten thirty. I'm just finishing an episode of Shameless. Robert calls me and he goes, "Hey, are you are you are you do, trying to do something on baseball?" And I said, "No, I'm not not yet anyway." And he's like, "Don't worry about it. I got it." And I was like, oh, "Okay, is it over?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's over. <laughs> it's way over." And he was like, "Do you see who started that game?" And I was like, "Actually, no, I didn't. I had to, I had to do a." bunch of yard work last night in yep. order to beat the rain. Yeah, he did. And he was like, true Oklahoma man you are right there. I could smell it. Yeah, you could. And you said, I, I got like, I, I got to get. Mm-hmm. I said, that rain smells like it's coming about 1 a.m. I better get going. Loud, a, loudly, too. Well, Holy uh, cow. Well, we had a. We, Both our sh- kids were in the room last Our night. show yesterday was from 3 to 6. And so, and then Andrea wanted to go out. My my lovely pregnant wife wanted to go out for dinner. Um, so we went and got Mexican. So I didn't. And then we she wanted to get like a As new. Most pregnant women want Mexican food. Ah, Anyways, she is go on. so much Mexican food. Yep. We, I think we own a stock in a guacamole company. Um, she and then she wanted to get a fancy box to put mementos and receipts and baby stuff in, uh, journaling the uh, the journey sure. to having a baby. Sure. So we went to the old Hoblob and bought a box. And then, so I didn't get home until like 7.30. And so I had like a finite amount of time to do a lot of mowing, a lot of weed eating. And I was like, Robert, I don't know. I have no idea. He's like, it was Nolan McLean. I have been calling for Nolan McLean for weeks. You have. And that was Robert, mind you. And, um, and I said, well, what did he do? And he was like, well, luckily he only had to go about three innings because they jumped up real quick. And I, I looked up the score and I was just like, oh, my yeah. God. Well, and the crazy thing is they went up that much. And it wasn't even that close. No, no. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. it was it was as it was as as beautiful a game as any warm blooded Oklahoma State fan would yeah. love to see against OU in any sport. It was pure domination. Yeah. Well, you get you up eleven nothing. Did you go back to la- uh, when was it March or April when they had their non con? And and that was still nineteen to eight. I mean, you know this as good as anyone else. You score eight runs in a college baseball game. You should win by yeah. three or four runs. Yeah. Uh, so this, yeah, you're right. This and one wasn't close. Oh, especially fans would be happy to win a football game, nineteen to eight against OU. Yeah, that'd I, be fun. Bye. <laughs> Please, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah. So I, we talked about this. Uh, me and me and my, uh, me and Levi on the afternoon sports drive on on Thursday. I think if you're if you're Oklahoma State and you look at it, I think Baseball America has OSU hosting, and D, or does D one have OSU hosting? One of the two, the uh, I can't remember which one it is, but the other one has OSU going to Fayetteville, Ugh. Fayetteville, Ugh. Arkansas, and ORU. <sighs> Pass. Um, yeah, but the other one has them. On but, but the other one has them hosting, and I think at this point, I don't know in, in, unless OSU got swept by OU, and they lose two straight in the Big Twelve tournament. I I think Oklahoma State will host. Wait, now hold on, you can. You can get swept by OU and lose in the Big Twelve tournament and still host if you're softball. Fair, I, they, they <laughs> oh two different sports. Good lord, um, but that, I, was, that was a shock. Sheesh! Oh, I don't think they'll lose another game. If I'm being if, completely honest, I don't think OU will softball. OU softball, they yeah, won't lose another game. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think the the best case scenario you're looking at for baseball is two out of three, and we'll get to that thought. Uh, two out of three in Norman, you win. 
two, three games down in the city. God forbid you win it. That'd be great. But you win two or three, and that in itself right there could potentially solidify you getting a national seed, which I think this year I'd be more surprised they got a national seed than we all were last year because we were uh, they held it in the team theater room there in Obrate, and we're all watching it, and we're all filming it because someone was like, okay, I think this is where – I think this this bracket here, this region, I think is where we're going to be. And they say, now we're going to go to the Stillwater Regional where number – what I don't remember what, what they got, but it was like the, one of the last ni- 16, you know, or eight, whatever, I think it's 16 national 16. seeds. And, and everyone was like, you could feel the breath. <gasps> and then it was just like, yeah, I would be more shocked this year. Not because they're playing – because I think they're 36 and – Fifteen, I think yeah. is I think is what OSU is right now, but yeah, you're right. But I I think that with the way, like you look at the Texas series, you look at TCU, um, Texas Tech, you know, obviously West Virginia. Like there's been a couple of series where you're really kind of scratching your head. You dealt with injury. Starting pitching hasn't been great. You know, it, at least for the most part, it hasn't been great. Great. Right. The bullpen's been incredible, but you haven't had Nola McLean and other guys have dealt with injury. But they're they're really kind of rolling now. And you just took Nolan McLean out of the bullpen and put him in the starting rotation. Absolutely, and, and and it's not like they it's not like their RPI was drastically improved by beating Michigan or East Tennessee State or even Oklahoma. But if you finish this, because yesterday Thursday I said two out of three against Oklahoma, and maybe two or three in the Big Twelve tournament, I think you solidify a national seed. Based on last night's game, if they get all three in. I think two out of three is shortchanging Oklahoma State. Yeah, the way they won that game last night, I think I'd be surprised if OU won one because they are just not a good baseball team right now. Yeah, so that is the beauty of baseball, though. Last night's game has no impact Fair. on today's Fair. or tomorrow's, and today's won't have anything to do with tomorrow's. Um, yep. What what I think that does help Oklahoma State from a hosting standpoint is last year's regional. Yeah, I think the insanity of it. You take last year's regional, add the fact that OSU has hit 97 home runs this year, the most since 99, when Josh Holliday was a player, by the way. So you add home runs, the NCAA goes, hey, that was kind of fun. Maybe we should, they're pretty good. Let's do it again. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a and big, it's a beautiful stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. You know, a it's big set up stadium. well for ESPN. They can show. They got Absolutely. all the camera spots. Yeah, you've got what eight. Eight to nine thousand people you can cram in there, um, and and here's the thing about baseball regionals probably more so. Probably more so than I guess softball to an extent, but I mean you got Maryland, Baltimore County in in Stillwater. I bet this they weekend. travel well. Yeah, I bet. Um, but when you look at baseball, baseball, right? It's really regional. Yep. Like I mean, last year I know you had Grand Canyon, but that's a pretty short flight. You had Arkansas. Now, this year is like, if you're Oklahoma State, you're thinking, okay, Arkansas is going to host. We don't have to worry about Arkansas coming here. Please, God, baseball powers, NCAA, what do we have to do for y'all to not get ORU <laughs> in Stillwater? Please. But I know I know, Kenny was sitting there thinking, Lord, please don't send Wichita State to Stillwater. <laughs> Because that's been the that kind of was the beginning of the end yeah. for the the regular season for Cowgirl softball. So, um, but I, I think baseball is is really clicking, is really rolling right now. We've talked to Dorado a lot about it on the on my on my radio show, and and when you look at baseball, if you get to if you get to a point where 
you know you're probably going to host. Like, oh, even if they're not a national seed, I think Oklahoma State will probably host. Um, but when you look at there, baseball is a very it's a very mentality driven game. It's a it's a focus game. It's a comfortability game. Obviously, it takes a lot of talent, it takes a lot of skill. But if you're rolling and you're playing really well, then when if you do that at the end of the year. Things are going really well, and, and you know you're most likely going to get more games at Obrate here in a few weeks. So I, I think OSU is starting to click at the right time. Obviously, you still need good starting pitching. but Well, that's why you see so many wild card teams in, yeah. in MLB do well because they, they're the team that got hot at the right time. Well, and, and my, I was ironically enough talking to my dad about this. It's not baseball, but with, uh, with hockey, the Florida Panthers, they were one of the like last teams into the, into the Stanley Cup playoffs, and they won in – quadruple overtime last night in the first game of the Eastern Conference Finals. I love the tweet that one of the two teams, they were like, um, I think it was one of the two teams. Somebody tweeted, one one of the NHL teams tweeted, mm-hmm. they were like, so whoever wins this, do they win game one and two? <laughs> We've played <laughs> enough hockey. They played two, <laughs> play two full games yeah. and only one win? What's crazy is you can look up, uh, I think it's Awful Announcing has an a article of the Carolina, or the, not Carolina, the uh, Florida Panthers their radio he's a one man crew and he did all four overtime periods and his voice is just as crisp and clear but when they hit that goal he was like ah, he was going crazy <laughs> it was good it was good so i you know and you and i have talked a lot about how robert does the radio side and he's a he's he's a lot of one man you mm-hmm. know it's him talking to, i don't know how 3 hours by himself i don't know how they do it. Well, you got to uh, be crazy like Robert to talk to yourself <laughs> for three hours. you got to be your own biggest fan. Let me tell you. But, no, so, like, Matt Pinto does that for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, He's he, good. He does the radio. He's good. I just – there's no one to bounce. <laughs> His opinion is final, you know, because yeah. – uh, Well, and, and it's – it's. Hard. I think it would be easy doing a, like, play-by-play by yourself because it, there's constant action. Sure. But, like – But there's time you got to fill. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, it's you rough. Ma- <laughs> you imagine if uh, during that uh, we were talking to, we're sitting in the same seats at Bad Brad's that we talked to uh, Dave Hunziker months mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, back Last on, by the way. summer, I uh, think. Yeah, I think it uh, was headed into the football season. It was, it was football preview. Yeah, uh, July, I think. So, um, but anyways, we talked to him about that night in uh, Tulsa. Mm-hmm. That they were on air pregame for like six hours. Can you imagine if you were a one-man Send it to uh, TBS, uh, rain delay. And I've done a college baseball game by myself. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard, hard. And it was Juco baseball, well, so it was really slow. that was before uh, the new MLB, uh, you know, pitch clock rules. You a fan of those? What's your, what's your, yeah. what's your take on Love it. pitch clock rules, Love it. bigger bases? I don't have an issue with bigger – the bigger uh, bases, I mean – Isn't it funny that four, that four inches, you know, two inches on each side, or I guess three, six – makes the difference in people just stealing like crazy now like last year to this year like really yeah that was the that it, was the difference that and then they're trying to push well it'll help save ankles how many ankles were rolled or broken but, or stepped on with smaller bags right and it still uh, has the same edge doesn't um, it yeah but i don't have i don't really have a thought on the bags i think that's that's yeah. neither here nor there i'm a big fan of expedited play yeah um i i'm i love baseball i played it up until i was 16 or 17 Really good till I got to high school, and then that's when you find out, okay, well, maybe this isn't what I need to do with the rest of my life. Uh, I was a middle school and literally superstar. Had a baby. I was incredible. Yeah. And then high school rolled around, and I was like, yikes. You don't, need, you don't need a lot of money to be really good at Little League and prep and midgets and all that. You get to a certain level, and yeah. you need to be able to 
to, to pay for stuff. But I love baseball, but, like, I, I don't want to go to a ballpark and, and okay, well, first to nine, I got four and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just painfully and dreadfully slow. Um, I, when you're two and a half, three hours, that's incredible because yeah. it's just it's boom, boom, boom. I I know you get some people arguing. Well, it's it's ruined the it's ruined the fluidity. And well, I don't think it really there, has. There doesn't need to be there. There doesn't need to be fifteen throwovers. There doesn't need like a pitcher. It doesn't need to take him a minute and a half to come set walk around and pick yep. up the rosin and do this and do that and do and then you get the batter to step out a few times and then the pitcher will step off and it's like <laughs> that's a 15 minute at bat and and foul offs and all that stuff i mean i like the you know i, I like the camaraderie and the the competitiveness of baseball but some things let's let's get it the going. only thing that the only thing that i wasn't we'll get back to osu sports which yeah, yeah, is yeah. kind of why a lot of people are listening here but the, o- report. the only uh the only thing that i haven't been a big fan of is the number that you're limited to number of pickoffs you know now the, the reason being it gives an advantage to yeah. one side or the other and that, that i'm not a fan of but did get to go to an oklahoma state game uh home game and they have the pitch clock in college they had the pitch clock in the minors Air quote, they've sure. Got a, they've got a clock there. There's a clock, but <laughs> but they 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 have this. It was just the first year in the pros, so this is the first time those guys have had to yeah. abide by this. And a lot of those guys are multi year pros. I get it, but the ones who are coming up behind them will have been used to this. This won't be yeah. an issue. No, and that's I, and here's the thing: you are a professional baseball player. Thank you. Oh. You're yeah. a professional. Okay. I'd, I'd pay you to play. Thank you. But it's it's the same thing with the whole spider tack and sticky stuff. You get paid fifteen plus million dollars a year to throw a baseball. You're you're an incredible, and I get it, right? It's it's not natural. Baseball is not natural throwing motion. It's just not physiologies, bio, bi- biological, whatever. It's not natural. But if you can throw a baseball ninety eight miles an hour and you can't throw a baseball unless you have goop or stick or anything on your hand, then you probably don't need to be a professional baseball player because you're telling me that you used illegal substances all throughout your career and that illegality is the only reason you're as good as you are? The funny thing is a lot of those guys who throw 98 and don't know where it's going without that on there, if they would learn to throw 94, yeah. They would have so much more movement than the normal guys throwing 94 because they can put so much more spin on the ball. Yeah, because, just, because everybody nowadays pretty much can throw 96, 97, 98. Right. And now you got you have guys, I don't remember who it was, but I think it was early this week or over the weekend, a guy hit 105. That's crazy. What the hell is What yeah. is that? The thing that always cracks me up uh, watching that, somebody throws that hard, and you just see the catcher just like, like it was Boop. nothing? Yeah, like it was 94. Okay, yeah. which 94, but yeah. to those guys, it is nothing. Yeah, he just like moves his – or you'll see the umpire, that ball's coming straight there, and they just stay there. Like yeah. they trust this catcher to just go boop and, and move the glove up there and but catch But if it. I – these guys are professionals, and that's why I don't feel sorry for them. You know, I'm, well, we've got a pitch clock. Well, it doesn't ta- – it shouldn't take you a minute and a half to get ready. Yeah. All right, you can you can handle – you know what is it? Thirty seconds or fifteen? Whatever no, it is, it's like yeah, fif- 15, fifteen and twenty. Yeah, you can handle that. It's it's really not that much time, yeah. and it and it expedites the game, and everyone will get used to. It. And it's you're already seeing less infractions now. So I, I I'm okay. I love it. I'm okay yeah. with it. I think if you foul the ball off more than four times, it should be a strike. 
No, you just go to Banana Ball Rules. The, f- the fourth one. It. The fourth one I played with Jesse Cole, the Mr. Mm. Banana guy. I played with him in college uh, in a summer league deal. He was just as crazy then as he is now, yeah. so I kind of love to see the fact that he used the craziness and figuring this thing out. Yeah. But uh, but on the fourth one, if Fane catches it, yeah, you're out. I like that. See, I'm okay with it. That's like probably the only part of Banana Ball that there's I like. So, oh, there's so much fun about it. The f- the stilts at first, but anyway, okay, whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever. Let's well, get let's get to it. Yeah, yeah. What do you yeah. want? You want to talk? You want to you want to switch no, gears a little no, bit? No, I want to talk. Uh, not quite. Okay. Um, do want to talk about you know these guys that are just tearing it? Tyler Wolford started the year slow. Yeah, real slow. Was kind of in and out of the lineup with with Miola. Uh, Miola, you know, gets a gets an injury. Of course, and Miola was getting all the the TV time because of his play at third base. Yeah. He was playing fantastic third base. How do you take that glove out of the lineup? So Wolfert's just getting some bats here and there. Miola goes down. You kind of what has been at the plate is probably a two twenty hitter. Well, yeah, you know every time that Hunziker introduces him, he's talking about how good he was in JUCO. Well, that doesn't mean crap. He's yeah. I'm gonna you know I'm going full Tom Dorado here, but um, and then all of a sudden Miola or uh, uh, Wolfert just goes on a hair figures it out and and the funny thing is he has hit all over the batting order yeah. two hole four hole six hole eight hole, and just tears the cover off the ball and the the ball that he hit yesterday i know you were mowing but the ball that he hit out yesterday was a solid line drive down the left field line and it was like at his eyes and he was just like yep all right i'll take that it, the dude you know in in um he's seeing beach balls come out of the out of the um pitcher's hand right so now. probably not 105 it was not 105. Oh, okay, no. okay, okay. If there was ever a uh, if there was ever a OU pitcher that I felt bad for, it was the starter yesterday. Dude could not find the zone. Generally, if if your if if one team starter hits the other team three times, okay, and you've got a Nolan McLean out there, and you know he throws a hundred, you're like, ah, yeah, all right, we, he, we need to, yeah, we're gonna need to rectify <laughs> this. He's gonna put one in ribs. <laughs> But it was like he would hit a guy, then walk two more, and then Brugman, yeah. grand slam. So it was like, well, all right, maybe we don't need to, you know, dot so, somebody. But you know, you're talking, you know, 105 and and the ball leaving the ballpark and this, that, and the other. Did you by chance get? It to, may have been 105 off Wolford's bat. See, and that's where, and that's what I want to get into. Did you by chance get to listen to or watch uh, the availability from Tuesday? Uh-uh. We, had, we had we had Josh, we had Isaac Stebbins, and we had uh, Rock Riggio. And Jacob Under the Oklahoman was asking about the advancement of analytics. What are you, what are your thoughts on analytics? Because I think there's a time and a place yes. for analytics. I agree. Um, I, I'm still I hate looking at a manager through the camera, you know, on TV, and he's just like studying cards, not watching and, the game. Uh, no, like get some feel for it, that, which I think Holiday has a great feel for well, it. Well, and that was one thing he talked about because he was like, if you if you notice, we've we've been ahead of the game. Like, we've done analytics for a really, really long time. Uh, and a lot of that came from his time at Vanderbilt because they were one of the first teams to mm-hmm. do it. But for me, I, I think there's a time and a place. I don't care about launch angle. I don't care about, you know, exit velocity. I understand it like, well, if your launch angle is this and it goes this fast fast off the bat, then it's probably going to go out. I don't, I don't, whatever. But Rock Riggio, he was just like, you know, same thing. I think there's a time and a place for it. Um, we record everything through TrackMan, and so if I'm if I'm in a bit of a slump, I'll go and I'll slow down everything I'm doing. I'll sure. watch everything. Oh, I love video. Yeah, you know, and and okay, well, I, my hand dropped a quarter of an inch here, or my hips are a little bit too far forward. Whatever, like you can fix stuff like that. But he was like, if I hit a home run, 
120 miles an hour off the bat, or I hit a home run 75 miles off the yeah. If it leaves the park, it leaves the yeah. park. If it's an out, I don't care if I hit it 200 miles an hour, it's an out. He didn't say that, but sure. but, but that's – he was just like, I'm going to put the ball where they're not. I'm going to – I'm just going to play baseball. And I, I like analytics. I hate, 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 despise, despise the shift. Yes. I think there's a I think there's a place for the shift. I th- but I don't think the shortstop should ever be should past pl- second base. Should play second base and then second base or or even even worse, the third baseman runs from all the way from third base to short right oh, field. Yeah, yeah I, I just I just I hate that. And and we had a guy call in the show and he was like, "Well, then you must hate you must hate like cover 3 and 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 the the prevent defense in football." And I'm like, "Well, there's a difference between like a quote-unquote prevent defense or a cover three or whatever, than the third baseman being in shallow right, the shortstop playing first base, the first baseman being 15 feet up, and the second baseman being behind the right fielder. This would, it would be like if there was some defense where the nose tackle plays behind the middle linebackers. Mm-hmm. What, you know, on a, on a passing down. Yeah, just to give you an extra, like, and if you want to drop your, if you want to drop an edge, like if Colin Oliver last year, if you wanted to drop him a little bit into coverage, like, yeah, well, that's, I, I, I suppose if you want to argue semantics and you want to get so deep into thought, like, yes, okay, but that to me is totally different than putting a third baseman in right field. Like that type of quote unquote analytics. Well, uh, one out of every three pitches, the dude's going to hit it to shallow right. Well, Let's crowd shallow right. He won't get another hit. <laughs> but then the other argument is, you're a good baseball. You're playing at a high level. Put it in left field. Yeah, right. I can't do that. Well, then you don't need to be playing baseball. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I get way off track there. But no, that's. I, that's but thoughts on analytics because that's you know. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I feel like analytics tell you kind of the 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 truth about your feel. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you feel like take Rockergio's uh, example. Um, if he is hitting the ball 200 miles an hour at at the second baseman, well, was that a was it, was that a pitch you should have pulled to the second baseman, or was that something you should have gone? Where was the mm-hmm. pitch? You know, and, and I think people have used video forever, and and I'm a big proponent of it. I love giving pitching lessons. I yeah. love I love breaking down um, a kid on video and showing okay, this is where the glove falls off here. La da da, but. The analytics part of it where some dude is back in there studying for, you know, and, and doing all this different data uh, back to the whole money ball thing. Mm-hmm. I think there's a time for it. And right in the middle of the game, I mean, I feel like you should study it before the game and then at that point play on field. Or have, you know, kind of how Gundy. Or have a, a an assistant coach. I guess like, yeah. like if you're the if you're the manager or the head coach, you don't need to have your head buried. I, I understand like Josh has d- yeah. notebooks, like you've got notes. Yes. What manage the game. You don't yeah. and I'm not saying Josh does this, but I, I'm with you. If you've got your head buried in cards and an iPad and this, that and the other because you're studying spray the sh- spray sheets and, and, and tendencies and all this like then you don't need to be the coach. Well K- okay, Casey Dunn has has all and Nardo they are gonna have at their disposal, any stat they want, yeah. any any tendency that the other team has that they want in the moment, they don't have time to – Brian Nardo does not have time to combat Kansas State's fast-paced wait, wait, wait. offense. I, they, 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 I saw the same thing uh, September 21st. Hold on, let me, let me flip. Let me flip. <laughs> right. Let me flip. Yeah, so, no. you know, that's the that's kind of and, – and I know we're talking baseball, but, again, baseball, you got 15 seconds, 20 seconds, call a pitch. Yeah. You're supposed to. Um, Mound visits. And so – you yeah you have to ultimately come to a decision, and and to me there has to be some feel in that. If you just one hundred percent go by, um, 
go by analytics, then you're in trouble. I think you're. I I don't know that that a you're not going to know who is a good coach. I agree. You're going to know who's a good reader, I guess. Yeah. But good analytical staff. I agree. Uh, well, I'm I'm glad you brought up Casey Dunn. Yeah. And, and Brian Nardo, because we we can shift gears here a little bit. Uh, we're a month or so removed from from spring football. We're fixing to get into the summer period. Uh, we've got. Um, Metabolics, the the individual summer workouts, and and this is going to be an interesting year. Really curious how Oklahoma State handles this. Coaches are now allowed to be involved this year. Yeah. I don't know to what extent or what they're able to, you know, whatever. But I'll be curious to see, and I think this is a good year for it. You've got a new quarterback, potentially a new either way. And I I was on with uh, Eric G, uh, the sports animal, this morning, and he asked me. I'll, I'll ask you the same thing. Um, who do you think? is going to be the court. Do you think that Alan Bowman is going to be the starting quarterback when the season starts? And I said, yeah, probably. I mean, you don't bring a guy in like that to not play him. But with that being said, I, I think when you look at Garrett Rangel, um, he was he was kind of given the short end last year. He was really thrown into the fire. Uh, you get injured, and, and Garrett's a better quarterback than, than Gunner, and I like Gunner a lot. Yep. But Garrett was going to play more than, than Gunner did. Spencer goes down. Starting lineup go or the offensive line goes down. Your backups are down. Your third strings are down, and your running backs are down, and your receiver. And so, a true freshman, the end of Big Twelve play should have never been in that situation. But he learned a lot from it. He had a really good spring. He's a good quarterback, and I I think when we get to August, there's going to be a really healthy quarterback battle. But I mm-hmm. do believe that Alan Bowman will most likely be the starter. Um, but because you've got a potential new quarterback, and I th- I would say Garrett's a new quarterback. Because um, it's a different situation than being thrown into the fire. You, okay, well, I know I'm the starter, and there's different mindsets to it, but you'll have a new quarterback. You'll have a new receiving core. You'll have a new offensive line structure. You know, schemes are totally different this year. Uh, you'll have a new defense with, with Brian Nardo. You'll have a couple of new leaders out on the defensive side. You've got, um, and now the name escapes me, Tulsa transfer, linebacker. Yeah, oh, right. goodness. Yeah. Uh, but you'll have a you'll have a new leader there in the middle. You've got a new nose guard. You've got a new corner. You know you've got some safeties that are young that are playing. Justin Wright, yeah, Justin Wright. You've got new uh, new players that are going to be that are going to be playing a lot. And so, I think this is a good year to have more involvement for the coaches over the summer because I I when I look at this team, I right now. May to answer 19th. your question, yes, be- yeah. before we get past the quarterbacks, because mm. I know who do you I, think? I know where you're headed. What I want is Alan Bowman. I want Fair. Alan Bowman to to start, but I also I want uh, Garrett Rangel to get into the game in healthy situations yeah. for Alan Bowman. I don't want him to just rot on the bench. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, there's a there's an argument that could be made that hey, if if Alan Bowman goes in and plays well and you play him all year, Ring- oh no, Rangel did redshirt. Yeah, so he comes in as a redshirt. He only freshman. played four games. So so there's nothing to protect. Um, I think that whoever this is this is the old riding the fence part, but whoever wins the job won it outright. Agree. The rest of the, the locker room is gonna know who needs to be the starting quarterback. And and honestly, they might know now. They might. And I'm not saying that they know that Alan Bowman or Garrett Rangel, but at the end of spring, they'll have known. Okay, Alan Bowman, and you know what? They may not know that who is, but they'll know that whoever it is will be ready because if you get on Polk's report, you can look up articles that Robert's written and it's one we've done. He's done a spring review and one of the most recent ones he did was quarterback. And he talked about how Alan Bowman knocked the rust off. 
that's what you needed. Garrett Rangel entered spring. We've talked about it on this podcast before. Garrett Rangel was pissed off. He was very upset, very mad. Not at the program. I can guarantee you that Garrett Rangel has never played like that in his life. He's probably never been on a team that had to go through that. There aren't many players that had to go through what OSU did went through last year. But he's ready. I think. And and if Garrett Rangel wins a starting job, it's not going to be because well, you're kind of the future right now. You know, and I think you've got Zane Flores, and, and spring next year is going to be incredible. But they're not going to make Garrett Rangel a quarterback because they feel sorry or they don't want him to transfer. They're going to put the best quarterback out there, whether it's Bowman or whether it's Rangel. May 19th, I can't sit here and say that this team is absolutely positively going to be better than last year. Not because I don't think that they will, but I can't sit here and say they're going to win 9, 10, 11 games or anything like that. But if this team stays healthy... There is enough talent and enough experience on this team and enough depth on this team. If they stay healthy, they'll be in contention to win the Big Twelve. Well, okay, so let's let's compare let's compare last year's at the at the end of the year last year's mm-hmm. team to where we're at now. Yeah, and and a lot of that, you know, there's there's of course been a lot of social media freak out, a lot of uh, callers, you know, onto radio stations freak out about, oh, we we lost all these many players. It was embarrassing. Yeah, there was like two embarrassing days. Honestly, there, you West know, Virginia. Well, no, 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 no. Of 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 players going into the portal like mm. in in mass, okay. right? Which Fair. if if you're an Oklahoma State fan, I'm going to say ninety percent of Oklahoma State fans follow Oklahoma State in the portal. They don't follow wh- how many West Virginia people are going to the portal. How many Central Florida people are going to the portal? No, but people in Stillwater don't care yeah. about those. They want to know why are our Cowboys leaving Oklahoma State? So I, you know, I think you'd said. At one point, there was like 15, 20, somewhere in there that, that total that left. I think overall, you're looking at 15 to are we talking 18? Are we talking 15 to 18? Scholarship. Scholarship guys. Those from, guys on the 2D. From, on Novem- the 3D. from November to when it closed. And, you know, and, I, and I'm including Etienne in that as well. So yep. from, from the end of November, when, spent, when that big group went all in one day, and that was the, that's the rub, you, you finished the season the way you did, and then you lost everybody one day. To when Etienne left the portal, and let's be honest, you can count on one hand the number of impact players that Oklahoma State lost. And for the most part, you replaced every single one of them. And there's some positions you got better at. I you could at this point you could argue Spencer as a as maybe a loss because we don't know what Alan Bowman's sure. going to do. We don't know what Garrett Rangel's going to do. But you could argue that Spencer's a loss. Mm-hmm. You're not. You didn't lose anything, and I'm not taking shots. I don't want to be rude or hit, but you didn't lose anything with Dominic Richardson in her in the portal. Yep. He just he never gave you what we all thought he could from McGinnis. Uh, you can uh, John Paul Richardson. That's a loss. John Paul is competing for like starting reps at TCU. He's going to be good. Yeah. Um, Stephon, uh, Stephon Johnson, Boogie. That's a loss. He's an incredible talent. He's young. He showed promise. But with Boogie, guess what? You get Jaden Bray back, and Jaden Bray is the real deal this year. Uh Uh, But you also went out and you added three very, very, very talented receivers, very good receivers, okay? So you could argue that you didn't lose anything at receiver. Corner, I'm still kind of up in the air because Jabbar Muhammad's a loss. He went to Washington for money. Mason Cobb, that's a big loss. But you replaced him with a very, very talented linebacker in Justin Wright because, let's be honest, Mason Cobb would not have been here after next year. Mm -hmm. Mason Cobb's going to the NFL, whether he's in Stillwater this upcoming season, or whether he's at USC, Mason Cobb's going to the NFL. So you'd have to replace him anyway. Well, guess what? Je- 
Justin Wright's a one-year player. Yep. You got to replace him. You got to replace Mason Cobb. So, well, and and same thing with Trace Ford and Anthony Goodlow. Absolutely, that's a that's a huge that's a huge pickup. And you went out and you got um, the nose guard from Utah Franklin. Tech, uh, Kirkland. Kirk- I don't know if you've seen. I haven't seen him. That cat. He, I keep hearing. I mean, yeah, he's. We, we talked he's about good. it last time that that if your own, uh, if the, if the guys at at your own position are calling out saying, "Man, this dude's the real deal." To me, that's that that's higher praise. I mean, I think you know. I want to go back to to the Spencer one because some some people have said, "Oh, it could be it could be an eye for an eye." I think Casey was the one who said. Uh, eye for an eye, you know, like uh, you lose Spencer, but you gain Bowman. Yeah, we'll see. Correct. But and and this has been kind of my thing for the last year, at least that I've been on here, is to me the the quarterback running scheme ain't it. Uh, to me, it's not. And so I think maybe well, let's, it's let's not be honest. Lost. What what offenses have had the most success under Oklahoma State? Yeah, Whedon and Rudolph. And I I like Mace. I, I like Fields. Spen- I'm Gundy. I like Spencer. Okay. Yeah. I, what what Spencer did in his four years in Stillwater, I don't think you can replicate. He, right. You won a lot, a lot of football. You beat Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. You were yeah. in the Big Twelve. Ch- you won a lot of football games with Spencer Sanders at the quarterback spot. But if you can get a decent offensive line and you can get a four thousand yard passer, you're going to win more. Yeah. It'll be more stable. Well, and and I think by. By Spencer leaving, because if Spencer comes back, do you think that they change the offensive scheme? No. So not at all. Could it could be? And again, we're not putting this on Spencer. Spencer, if you hear this, well, and if we're that's not the case, blaming you, you they for probably don't go out and get a running back, right? Because you have DeAndre Jackson is not quite developed the way they thought he would or expect or whatever. But you'd have three running backs, and you'd have Spencer. So you, they probably wouldn't go out and replace Dom. So there's another yeah. offensive cog that I mean, there's happen. you know, and, and and there's probably a lot that you could go into. Well, Spencer doesn't leave. John Paul does he leave? You know, that you could go yeah. down that rabbit hole. But I'm just talking about. Correct. I'm just talking about scheme only. If if he stays, they probably stay with the same zone read, same um, read option, you know, type running well, attack. Because yeah, he accounts for. What six hundred to nine hundred yards on the ground? But I would rather him account for three to five hundred quality pocket broke and or thirty yard runs than the fives and the tens and getting my quarterback hammered. I want a Bowman Arangel who is going to sit back there, see see the field. If it breaks down, they can scramble and get you a few slide right and you know and and not get murdered. So. Um, Real excited to see, like you said, the the receivers. Um, I mean, because if we have quarterbacks who are throwing it, yeah. somebody's got to catch it. So, yeah. Leon Johnson, I cannot wait that's, to see what six five. That's 200. the only one that I would have a question about, just be, just for translation. I, but I've seen him in person, and he looks good. Yeah, he's athletic. But when you look at Dijon Stribling and you look at um, Arlen Bruce the fourth, yeah, those two cats. Well, they're and, good, and and if you want to add a fourth receiver in there, you're getting Rashad Owens back on the outside. You're getting uh, Green on that's the back a, on that's the outside. A big one. So there's five that five new receivers that you're adding. And I, and I said Bryson Green or, or Blaine Green earlier. I meant Bryson. Bryson. Um, but Blaine and and I'm not I'm not saying this to take shots. I'm not saying this because he went to Wisconsin. If you go back and you watch their high school tape, Blaine was the better receiver. But so. you needed a bigger back or a body, whatever. Cowboy back is no more. You get two good receivers back. You get J- Jaden Bray is going to be a difference maker. And Jaden Bray has a chance to be a 1,200-yard receiver. What this year. if on the defensive side, what if Justin Wright is a better 
what if he's a better leader than Mason Cobbles? And and all of a sudden you just make little things, and, yeah. But all of a sudden you make Xavier Benson better because you have leadership. You tell well, me, and I've heard he had tell a good me his, Yeah, you're telling me that his athletic ability. I mean, we saw his his he he showed well, very good signs of, of athletic. When, yeah, when he was on, he was good, really good. Well, get more out of that. I, I think I think you're good to go there. Well, and then you shift Colin Oliver back to a rover linebacker position. No, thank you. I wouldn't want to have to do. I wouldn't yeah. I, first. I don't want to deal with Colin Oliver off the edge, let alone Colin Oliver two or three yards off the line in coverage or a full head of steam off the edge. Or you're the quarterback and you don't know what he's going to do. That's that's something pre-snap. We're talking about analytics and all that. Mm-hmm. You now have to devote time to what is that guy thirty going to do? Yeah. And uh, you know, so I, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm excited to see what the offense. I feel like we've said this the last twelve years. Excited to see, can the offensive line be better? If the offensive line can be better, <laughs> running back's going to be better. If the running back's going to be better, quarterback's hey, going to be better. Hey, we're not wrong. Well, you, we haven't o- been wrong for 12 if years. the offensive so. line's better, man, they're going to be better across the board. So uh, that's going to do it for the Poke Shore Podcast. We're going to get out of here. Uh, appreciate everyone for listening. Appreciate uh, Brian for making his way up here. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Hopefully it won't be another two or three weeks. But uh, we'll, we'll see if we can't try to put one out next week. How about that? Let's do it. Or the week out. I don't know. Well, it, it'll be soon. So but that's going to do it. We'll talk to you next time here on PokeShoreReport.com.